Hey guys, welcome to the podcast where I, Coach Mike Payton, invite other coaches on. I interview them, I ask them questions, I hopefully get to learn things from them, and I hope you guys will learn something along the way. Let's get right into the podcast. Like, basically, the way that I think about it, there are levels to, do you like espresso? Do you like a strong roast? Or okay. appreciating something almost like from the scale of like, hey, this is just a plain espresso shot mm-hmm. to like, oh yeah, I like lattes, right? So okay. you kind of like fla- like you like flavorings or you like milk in there too, right? Mm-hmm. Cortado is somewhere in the middle, but closer to like an espresso shot. Oh, so it's okay. basically like espresso with whole milk or your milk of choice. And then hmm. sometimes they'll serve that with like a little like seltzer water. It makes you feel fancy. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I, like I think I sent you a text. Um, or maybe it was on Instagram, but I was like, I I love and appreciate all coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not like <laughs> no, I will drink all, I will drink gas station coffee on yeah. a road trip, <laughs> which maybe it's not the best like plan. Like yeah. you know, like I might have to every once in a while it backfires and I end up like you know having to stop off at a rest stop or something because yeah, it's easy. you know not good quality and tears me up. But yeah, like I'll, I'll drink it all. But if I go to like, you know, somewhere that has good coffee or they have a good roast or a good bean mm-hmm. or I'm like traveling or something, I usually try and get something that's more like an espresso or something. Okay. So a cortado is like, hey, it's not going to be as strong as like an espresso <laughs> shot, yeah. but it's like you're going to be able to appreciate the, the, the flavor, flavor of like the bean and the coffee. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like and that. I like bold flavors. I drink a lot of just like black coffee anyways. Oh, really? So, yeah. Really? So like that, like that's a... where I'm at. It's, it's not as much as like a latte and it doesn't mm-hmm. have like any flavorings or syrups in it, but it's a little bit more to sip on too and yeah. just like plain espresso yeah because espresso is just like the shot and it's like yeah it's just, i'm about to be wired good. though i tell you what <laughs> yeah i've been trying Dude. to wean off caffeine a little bit oh yeah just, just for like <laughs> my enabler <laughs> yeah no it's, it's all good it's all good yeah that's hilarious yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing the other day i was like man i gotta stop like drinking so much coffee because like i i have class at like 8 30 on yeah. like monday wednesday friday and okay. then like <laughs> I'll have a coffee then and then it gets after that and I'm like man I gotta have something else because I work the rest of the day so it's like man <laughs> dude it's I gotta, I gotta stop it's real yeah I worked basically some odds and end jobs throughout mm-hmm. the end of college and grad school mm-hmm. where um, I worked at a CrossFit gym where mm-hmm. I was cleaning for like a student membership. So I'd go in oh, like two right. or three times a week usually and like clean at night That's kind of um, cool. to be able to like get a membership and then that kind of transitioned and fell into a place where I was able to actually like uh, be brought on as a coach and oh, start really? coaching there. So then sometimes I would coach, you know, depending on when the schedule was or the shifts and all that, but like, you know, a 5 a.m. class. And then <laughs> yeah. I also worked at like a, like a joint like PT kind of OT clinic. Oh, really? And they had like a fitness center. So I would okay, like yeah, open yeah, yeah. the fitness center for people who wanted to come in as like mm. fitness members. Hmm. But then like the PT and OT department would like kind of trickle in or whatever. So I'd like have to be there and open the doors at like 5 a.m. So like that's <laughs> when my like caffeine addiction started because I was like in grad school and then I'm like waking up at, you know, four something in the morning mm-hmm, and either mm-hmm. like trying to work out or train or like go, you know, do whatever X, Y, Z job yeah. I had. And then it's like, dude, yeah, you finished that and it's wow. like 8 a.m. and you got to get to your 9 a.m. class. And it's like, well, I'm almost ready for like round two. Yeah. Like someone else just woke up 30 minutes ago, but I'm like ready for like a second round of like caffeine right, or whatever yep. to like take me through my morning classes until <laughs> until who knows what's next. So Stay that's facts. Yeah, I, that's so relatable. I'm a big 
coffee caffeine guy Maybe. i think it is a powerful stimulant for good reasons <laughs> yeah right um i'm trying to trying to wean off You're trying to, yeah. but that's yep. all right yeah i was like maybe i'll wait till spring break and like i have a week off so it's like maybe i'll try then odds are it won't work it's okay. out it's okay yeah. like i find myself even on days where now i have a little bit more of a routine like mm-hmm. schedule you know after school and all that but like on a saturday sometimes i love just like brewing a pot of coffee and just like sipping on coffee in the morning and just like amping myself up and I'm like cleaning the house or you know so yeah yeah still still slightly addicted (laughs) yeah did you so did you just graduate from from PT school so I've been out for basically a little over two and a half years oh two and a half years okay yeah 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 so I've been practicing a little bit I mean that's by no means a long time i mean but long enough to be like (laughs) i don't feel as super fresh anymore i still have moments where i'm in the clinic where i'm like (laughs) you know like it happens i think that's a reality check to an extent like i believe it it's normal to have that if hopefully i'm trying to have the right mindset moving Mm -hmm. forward Mm -hmm. like a growth mindset to be able to have like things happen and i'm like oh crap like you know, this is new, or mm-hmm. this is different, or maybe I'm responding to it differently than I have in the past. So, I graduated. I'm from Ohio originally, so I grew up in Delphus, small place okay. in like Northwest Ohio, near like okay. Lima. Oh yeah, yeah. Stuff like that up that way. I'm aware of, of those places. I never okay. heard of Van Wert, okay. um, Finley's further north. Finley. So I went yeah. to went to Finley for school, University oh, okay. of Finley. Yeah. Um, they have like some awesome. Uh, like graduate level programs there they have like a pa program they have the dpt which is what i ended up doing they have a farm d they have some of that stuff like in the health sciences field and whatnot mm-hmm. so um, i was able to go there and then i graduated in oh man what what would that have been is that 20 21 21 i think okay. yeah that would that make sense or not that would be that would be about two yeah, so we we finished like our didactic work mm-hmm. at the beginning of like 21 and then we went out on clinicals. Mm-hmm. So I like walked, I think it was like May of 21 where it's like, "Hey, yeah, we graduated." Woohoo, like, you know, and like mm-hmm. got that feeling that you put in all the work for. Mm-hmm. But then we all had to go out. We had one final like 3-month rotation. Oh, so yeah, we yeah. didn't technically finish until like July yeah. of that summer. So then that puts me somewhere, I think about two and a half years out, like practicing fully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Not counting clinical. <laughs> yeah, 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 so. Yeah, that's cool. I have a, so I'm in the PTA program, not the. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Where's the, that at? Over at Edison. So okay. it's just like, you know, yeah. 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. from here. Um, solid, solid program so far, I, I, I think. Um, but that's, is it two years? Yeah. Okay. Two year program, and uh, but they'll do like a, a clinical over the summer in between the two years, mm-hmm. so it's like two straight years of, of school, yeah. and that's like man. <laughs> yeah, that's how grad school is a lot of places. So ours was like that too. So it was like year round. So like even mm-hmm. if you're not in clinical, you're basically you're taking classes over the summer in some yeah. way, shape, or form, and like I was in school when COVID was a thing. Right. So. 
I don't really know if you're going to get like flagged for me saying that on YouTube. Okay, the pandemic. So the pandemic happened. I don't know if you want me to look at the camera either. I, I, I mean, like you can you can look at the camera. Oh, yeah. Like everybody always asks that because because <laughs> yeah. it's like we're we're like talking to each other. I wish I had like another camera. Like, so it could get a different like frame, different yeah, yeah, angle, yeah but, different reference. Uh, okay, I can look at the camera a little bit. That's for future but, me. You yeah. can you can look at it every once in okay. a while. Like you want to make a point to the people. <laughs> yeah. So pandemic mm -hmm. happened when I was in grad school. So it kind of messed up the quote unquote typical right. like way that our program was set up. So I did like my first year of school. It's a three, it's three years of grad school. Mm. It's basically year round, like what you're saying in your program too. So I did like my first year and then I went on a clinical mm. and then we came back for the second year mm. and we were, we were working through that. And then like typically you do basically a second year and then you go on another clinical. Well, it was spring semester of second year, like, you know, that like right after spring break, actually mm -hmm. like March ish when all, all the crap at the fan. And um, so we had to like do some stuff online and then typically we were supposed to go on a clinical that summer. Yeah. But with like how everything was, they didn't want to take students and then all of that. So we had to rework our program to yeah. be able to accommodate the changes with that. So then mm -hmm. we just moved more didactic work up and then we went straight through and at the end, we had to do okay. three clinical three clinicals in a row. Wow. So it was like from January through July. It was just like all clinicals. Wow. Of that very last year. So that's was yeah. that like pretty intense then? Yeah, yeah, to an extent. I mean, it's I'm not going to take away from it cuz like I mean, you know, like it it, it requires work, right? Yeah. And I think one of the cool things is that when you're in a program like that, you can really make it as hard as you want it to be mm. and that sounds weird i say that because i think you can get as much out of it as you want you know yeah. you can be yeah. the person who you know scrapes by whether it's because mm. you're just not putting in the effort or it's not as you're not as passionate about it as you thought mm -hmm. or maybe it's like that's just where you're at like you know with with your time and your investment you know maybe you have to work multiple jobs to be able to support going to school so I know like I had a couple of classmates who like they worked a lot and you know it was harder for them to be able to have the time to study and stuff too. Yeah. So like perspective is huge. Oh, yeah. And then also it's like, you know, some people just chose maybe it's like, hey, I just need, you know, good grades and I'll get the degree. Mm -hmm. So they don't put in the same amount of effort that they might be able to yeah. or they don't do some of the extracurriculars or they don't seek the, the internships or different things like that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I think you can make it as challenging as you want and get the most out of it. Oh, like it, it's tough. It's it's grad school or it's like it's a it's a it's a program that's setting you up to be a specialized provider mm -hmm. where you're taking care of people and yeah. they're putting their trust in you. Right. So like you want to get you want to get as much out of it as you can. You oh, want to yeah. take it serious, but it's different for everyone and I understand that like everyone's got a different walk of life that they're going through as it happens. And at the end of the day, I think, you know, like you get your degree, you get your certificate like whatever we want to call it you pass your licensing you're mm -hmm. you know you're you're certified like that's what people care about and that means that you know you, mm -hmm. you got the skill set to be able to help them and certain employees and stuff don't really know and or even want to ask like what yeah. grades did you get like oh, stuff yeah. like that yeah. which i think good and bad both ways but yeah yeah i was thinking yeah. about that like because I've, I've noticed like i was talking to some of the second year uh <laughs> students and mm -hmm. i was like they were they were talking about like their grades or whatever and i was like you you guys aren't just like trying to soak everything in like you don't want to just absorb all of this yeah yeah <laughs> like 
that's a, that's like boggles my mind. Right. But yeah, it's like it's like you said, you can get as much out of it as you want. Like you've got your professors there who are, are like there to educate and like it's up to you to ask them questions. Like they're not gonna just gonna feed it right. to you all yeah. the time. And Do you wanna feed it, you, know? you know, go to their office hours or if you're having issues with a certain subject or topic right. or you just want more clarity or you wanna ask someone like, Hey, how did you get to the position you're in today? Mm. So that you can start laying that foundation, right? Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of like avenues and you know, that's why like higher education I think is a good thing. It's not right for everyone, but in oh, yeah. general, like I think if you go into it with the right mindset, you can start to like lay these paths in your career, mm -hmm. if that's what you want to do, right? Like to kind of have these like end goals or like set up these mini like, hey, this is what I want to do in five years, 10 years. Mm -hmm. Or like if you want to get into academia, teach or be a professor, you know, like, hey, how did you get there? Yeah. You know, because yeah. you can't just be like, okay, I graduate and then all of a sudden I'm a professor. <laughs> right. And if you could do that, like, who's going to believe you or listen to you? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I was like, I've seen no one in the clinic. But I'm really smart and I'm here and I'm going to teach you how to read this textbook. It's like, you want the real world application. Yeah, right. So. You want someone with like the clinical experience, especially with a program like any, any kind of medical program. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, that's, or even, that's you unique. know, firefighters and oh, ENT yeah. and oh, like, yeah. you want your people to have the, the hands-on experience straight facts and I think you can't you can't replace just putting the time in yeah and like that just speaks for itself you can have good yeah. mentors and you can do all those things and I think it makes a world of a difference and it can help like speed up the process of like learning mm -hmm. and having to like think like, critically especially if you're in like a hands-on like kind of service where you're serving someone or helping mm -hmm. them but just like part of it's just reps and it's just time yeah oh yeah so yeah. How are you like managing the program? Because like this is as cool for me to be able to sit down and hang out with you. Like I mean, yeah. I appreciate it so Likewise. much because I don't even really know you that well. But like, how are you handling that? Because you're super busy. Like you're in the program, but then I see you here at the gym all the time, and like you're either you know training and doing some of your own stuff, or you're training individuals and mm -hmm. then also doing taekwondo, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I guess I guess like tell me more about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's a it's been a learning curve, that's for sure. Because um, I was like, originally my plan was just to, to pursue personal training and just be like, uh, and I was like, yeah, it'd be cool to, to do some kind of physical therapy, yep. like combine the two. And um, <laughs> my fiance was actually the one who was like, no, I think you should, I think you should do it. Okay. And I'm glad she did. Because cool. then I got into the program, I like shadowed Dr. Luke. Yeah. Uh, I had to shadow either PT or PTA and I was like hey Dr. Luke can I, can I shadow you so that's how I got to know like training nation yeah. and, and convenience is cool when it's like I mean we're yeah. here and we're able to like set up shop it was, it was help so people cool. in the same building so. right and uh, yeah so started it last fall uh, or this past fall and uh, it's been good the uh, it's been a, been a learning curve because of, like the the balance of I gotta gotta study, gotta gotta go to class, gotta like do all the sleep. businessy. I gotta sleep too. I <laughs> sleep. That's, that's why I yeah. Sometimes it's like falls into like you know like when you're in school or you have like a short term goal. Yeah. So I know a couple years is not necessarily like short term, but in the long scheme of things, it is. right? But it, it might not fall into like one, two, three, four. It might be like fifth on the list. <laughs> yeah, it's like which way? Kind of sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like what are you prioritizing? Right. In your own like nutrition and like also yeah. training yourself and stuff too. Great like, facts. Yeah, balancing that. Stuff. It's so hard. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I have a lot of great mentors. Like, um, 
I learned a lot, like so much from watching Dr. Luke do his stuff um, that I took into what I do now. Mm -hmm. And then like uh, people like Will, um, great mentors, just uh, especially coaching me on like the, the business side of things because yeah. the way that Empower does their personal training uh, is that you basically are a business owner. Kind of right? like an independent yeah, yeah. contractor. Exactly. Okay, that's yeah. cool. That's exactly that's cool. what it is. Okay, sweet. Yeah, because I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, so I it's like see all you guys in here and I know. Business, like, school, it. balancing it all out. It's good. That's yeah. Cool. It's, it's so great. how long have you been doing personal training then? This, uh, you started there before obviously you just got into the PTA program. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I got my... <laughs> So I was a missionary for two years. So I, I served, okay. I had graduated high school, did a year of college, cool. was a missionary for two years, wow. came back. But before I left to be a missionary, <laughs> I, uh, I got my cert certification yeah. uh, for personal training. And uh, it's got like a two year expiration, like you have to get your, your uh, continuing like, education. Yeah, two years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I had to like, so I hadn't had any clients because I was on, Mission, doing mission right, work. Right, right. And so uh, came back and I was like, what the heck do I want to do? And uh, then I walked, I walked through the door of Empower and Will looked at me and he goes, you want a, you want a job here? <laughs> I was like, sure. Man, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, had you been coming here for like, did you train here already? Oh, yeah. I, I've, okay. I've known Will for 12 years. Okay. Sweet. Um, so I was, when that was through like martial arts, mm -hmm. like, okay. And Taekwondo, like as you were, Exactly. Coming up with that, yeah. So, Here, what, de what degree of a? Oh, uh, the uh, fourth fourth degree. Fourth degree. Yeah, I've been doing that for twelve years. Dude, that's sweet. That's awesome. Time. I'm super like, I mean, I got a mad respect for mm -hmm. all of that. I grew up like wrestling. Oh yeah. But I will say I'm very like oblivious to like what <laughs> it entails. Like I, I don't like, I don't want to disrespect it. I know it's awesome, <laughs> but like I don't even like. I just know black belt's awesome, and mm -hmm. then like there's degrees to it, and then yep. like so basically you could probably kill me, and no one would ever find me again if I disappear after oh, this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's on recording. This is my last, this is my, last my last cortada, <laughs> my last coffee. That's why I asked you what your favorite was. Thanks. Man. Thanks. Okay, um, so you so you've known Will for yeah long twelve time. years yeah yeah long time so. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. And yeah, and then you walked in, and he was like, "Hey, do you want a job?" Want a job. And so that kind of like came, came to that. Okay. Yeah, sweet. And yeah, yeah. Twenty-two. Yeah, dude, yeah. You, you've done a lot for twenty-two. That's pretty cool. Lost where did you do? Like, where did you serve? Like, when you were doing your missionary work? Uh, it was in the United States. So okay. I did. Uh, I was part of a missionary group. Uh, who, their their main focus is like youth ministry, mm -hmm. um, and so I traveled around in a in a fifteen passenger van with. 12 other young adults. Ah, oh, cool. Um, travel around and do youth ministry. Just like all over like the country, basically? Or? Pretty much. We were mostly like Illinois, Georgia, and then everywhere okay. sprinkled in between. In between. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, That's it was, cool. That was good stuff. For two years? Two years, yep. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever have like periods of time off? Were you able to come back? Like, is it, like this area is home for you, though? Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in, uh, in Pequa. So. Okay. Yep. Just like north of here, not, not too mm -hmm. far. Okay, not too far. And then, uh, and then, oh, what was the other thing you asked? It was where you uh, like, yeah, where you served. Or where like, I did served. you get time off? Oh yeah, time off. That's what it was. 
Then we have. Uh, I asked a lot of questions like, at once. I got to work on that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, Christmas break, we usually get like two, three weeks off, and then uh, and then we have the whole summer off. So okay. Like a school year. Kind okay. Of thing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's good stuff. Yeah. Was that is that something that you feel like looking back on? You're super like grateful for that experience, or you feel like it was like impacted the person that you are today, 100%. or like your kind of like purpose moving forward? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. The uh, I think if I had done what I'm doing now mm-hmm. before that, I would not have been able to do it. I wouldn't have even thought about being able to do it, uh, right. like school, yeah. work, uh, Taekwondo, yeah. uh, and then <laughs> having to travel to Illinois and all that. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't think I would have been able to do it, yeah. but like, it kind of, Doing, doing difficult things, it's like with training and, and all kinds of stuff, doing difficult things really puts other things into perspective, mm-hmm. I think. Like you're, <laughs> you do something really difficult, then everything that used to be difficult that was easy, that you, that, yeah. it's, it's like pff, easy, yeah. yeah, piece of cake. Yeah. It's, so, again, like perspective too is like yeah. huge. And it's then, yeah, huge. I feel like super inspired by so many people too, like especially that I get to like come across with, mm-hmm. um, like working with individuals too and clients, like in this realm of like performance oh, yeah. therapy, just hearing people's journeys or like seeing people like post-operative or, mm-hmm. you know, people who have been in like chronic pain and you work with someone and then as much as you're trying to help them physically, mm-hmm. right, as a, you know, like physical therapist or a like PTA, physical therapy mm-hmm. assistant, like that's kind of built in right? It's so much more than that. You know, it's like they talk about the biopsychosocial model and like mm-hmm. all these different aspects of even just like pain and like, dude, it's nuts. And like, yeah. you're, you probably already know a lot about it. If I can learn more about it, and if you don't more. like, just keep learning more about it. It's just yeah. like, it's so, everything is just so complex and it's so like multifactorial, yeah. but basically like getting back to it. Like sometimes I, I just have this huge like reality check where it's easy to just like get in your own head and you're like, mm-hmm. man, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is an ideal with my day. This is an ideal with my life. Or like, you know, this is tough. This is a struggle. And then sometimes you'll like talk with someone mm-hmm. and then you gotta just like, you know, you're, you start talking about their, let's just say it's a knee, right? Mm-hmm. You start talking about their knee. And then all of a sudden you start talking just about everything. And even if it's in the same session or just over the course of, mm-hmm. you know, multiple weeks, you just learn more about them or just like their whole experience and like how they got there. And like some people have been through like some, some stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, they've been through some shit. Yeah. And, like, it just gives you perspective. Like, sometimes I'm like, dude, like, I got no reason to complain. <laughs> right. Like, exact, like, even all the hardships in my life, like, I'm not going to say that they're not, that I didn't think they were hard. Mm-hmm. Like, they were, right? But, like, there's nothing compared to, like, what that person just told me they went yeah. through or that they've been feeling for the past 15 years or they had this super traumatic experience in their Mm -hmm. past when they were young or you know it's like that was out of their control and it's basically like lived with them to this point and you know whether it comes up because of the current reason they're having or it's just you know we built we built a relationship that's made them feel comfortable to like share that and express that and i'm like dude i was like i have it so good you know (laughs) like i think everybody deserves a time and a place to like feel what they're going through or like you know it, it doesn't doesn't mean it doesn't justify that your your stuff isn't hard, mm-hmm. right? But when I like when I get those experiences, I can see it. Like if I have a period of time where I can sit back and reflect, and just like think to myself, or whether it's on like a run or like a, a lifting session, mm-hmm. or maybe like I've been trying to get into like cold plunges and stuff. Like mm-hmm. just when your mind like wanders and you can mm-hmm. reflect or journaling things like that, and I'm like, huh. 
you know, like I got it pretty good. Yeah. And like yeah. having like positive affirmations and things like that Dude, too. Yeah, it's like yeah. just shapes like the hardships oh, yeah. moving forward. Yeah. Puts things into perspective. And it's always good to like reflect on it too. Like, cause I think, I think we tend to get caught up in like, like our day to day and like the stress of, of right now. And it's like, yeah, let me take a second and reflect on like where I am now. I, I saw this thing one time. It was like, um, you five years ago, like you would be jealous of where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, that's like, that just right there puts things into perspective. You just think yeah. about it, but you have to think about it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. where am I right now? You yep. know? Yeah. And then even, even if for some odd reason, something were to happen and you kind of think of where you're at compared to five years ago. And if mm-hmm. it's not like you're not happy with the result, mm. just think about how much has changed or like looking forward, it's like, okay, like that's going to give me the drive. That's going to give you the drive for the next five years. So that right. when you can look back, you can be like, like I did the thing mm-hmm. or like, you know, mm-hmm. like I, now I'm like, I am proud to say, look how far I've come. Right. Or like, and that, that's part of it too. Cause I mean, there's ups and downs and, and everything that you go like go about in life, whether it's your fitness, whether it's your relationships, your faith, um, you know, like just however you want to look at it, there's a lot that you can improve upon or shape or even like, I don't know why the word like manifest is coming to mind. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I believe, you know, like I'm a faith-based individual person, mm-hmm. but like I, I do think that there's a time and a place where you got to like put in an effort towards yeah, something 100%. too, right? It's not yeah. just going to like happen. Yeah. Um, and like things can just happen. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know, you can start to really, really think about the person that you want to be or what you want to get out of something. Mm-hmm. If you start to take these moments of like reflection. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like as much as you want to get stuck in the day to day or look forward to this big like end goal, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah, you got to take it day by day by day to get there. 100%. But I think also like taking the time to reflect oh, yeah. and like think yeah. about that too is just... Yeah. I'd say this says a lot about a person. Like if you're taking the time yeah. to think about that. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Whether it's like journaling or right. like um like just like something that I found really helpful mm-hmm. is like if you if you like pray at the beginning of the day. Yeah. Um I usually couple that with journaling and like dude like that that right there, just that'll put things into perspective for you. Yep. Like it's <laughs> it's uh, it's I don't know, it's it's cool. Like you're saying, it, like the reflecting on it. Just, you can't learn anything if you're not reflecting on it. Right now, so. And it just sets the day, like, you know, if you start your day, like in your example, Mm -hmm. you know, like in the word or doing something, it's gonna Mm -hmm. just like give you positive momentum and like a little win throughout the rest of the day, right? Or like in the back of your head, like you're just gonna be thinking to yourself, like, you know, like it's it's kind of a part of a bigger plan, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like leaning not on your own understanding. Mm -hmm. But you know, like trusting, like in God, in that instance too. Yeah. Or like you know, I'm. That's that's kind of where I'm at. I know other individuals have different faiths or mm-hmm. just like on a different journey of that too. But like it kind of gives you almost like a sense of like ease as well oh, yeah. as you're working through this day to day, which yeah. has periods of time in life that are like really freaking hard. Yeah. And like it's a struggle, man. So you know, like when you're going to school and you're doing all this and you're working and you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to like build a brand and you're trying to invest into other people, which takes energy and oh, takes yeah. emotion. Right. Like knowing that like you can reflect back on something like that or like mm-hmm. lean into that and just be like, dude, just like 
just take it like I'm here yeah. like it gives you almost like momentum to get through some of these hard times oh absolutely versus just like day in day in day in day out day in day out like grind yeah. grind 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 like that can tear you up oh that yeah. can weigh you down too oh. if you don't have you know like a higher purpose or like a cause or like you know these visions or end goals mm -hmm. so yeah that's something I need to get better at is like starting my day with mm -hmm. that and like starting um I think with giving out like more positivity and energy to other people too mm -hmm. like in the day I don't know mm -hmm. like have you ever heard of uh Bedros Koulian you ever heard of him no. okay he's like a pretty well-known entrepreneur mm -hmm. um he's got like a strong following he does uh like the MDK I think project it's called um modern day nights he's okay. big about just like creating like strong like I'm gonna say like quote unquote men but mm -hmm. like strong men and families and relationships to be able to like be the kind of person that you want to be basically yeah. but he has this, like a pretty large following he started a lot of like successful businesses and he's mm -hmm. a successful entrepreneur like very much like self-made not to the point where he's you know like condescending and arrogant yeah, you know, yeah. when I say self-made but like you know he was like an immigrant who came to the country and mm -hmm. he, he faced a lot of emotional stuff when he was younger he says this and it's like I don't know him like this is just someone like I was like I'm, I'm just like dude podcasts right like <laughs> right, stuff right, on yeah. like social media oh, I feel like that. I feel like I'm in that generation so like I'm saying it like dude I talked to him yesterday yeah like, right I did not I did not <laughs> this is all stuff that like I've just got like from his story yeah. that I've heard like when he's talked to other people or like done stuff mm -hmm. on his own podcast mm -hmm. but kind of getting back to that like you know this dude is is basically just like he talks about like his morning routine and like mm -hmm. all these different things. And one of his, like a part of his morning routine is putting out like positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. he'll do uh, like gratitude texts or something like that. Where mm -hmm. I think he'll like maybe pick three people every morning mm -hmm. that like when he's going through his morning routine and reflecting on like getting ready for the day and reflecting on, he'll like send three messages out to three mm -hmm. different people telling them that he's, you know, like appreciative of them for their time mm -hmm. or like being in their li like in his life or maybe it was a mentor from, you know, a period of time ago or mm -hmm. someone he hasn't connected with. Um, I think at one point he had done that, but I think about that stuff and yeah, like, you know, look yeah. at these successful people, but then also like, how can I maybe couple that with something, you know, to strengthen like my faith and, mm -hmm. you know, like who I'm trying to be through Christ, which I feel like is a journey for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I try and try and work on it, but I know I'm far from <clears throat> being able to actually say that I'm doing a good job, Right. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm critical of myself, but like truthfully, like I need to find ways to be better mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. so it's like the more i can maybe start my day like you said you do that with journaling maybe I'm that's not, like a good practice by any means yeah yeah i know but <clears throat> you know it's like what are these people doing who have had success in their lives or mm -hmm. you know like whatever you want to call success too like success for some people is making money you know, mm -hmm. success for some people is having like a brand or something that they stand behind that people mm -hmm. are excited about um, success for some people is maybe nobody knows them, but they're living like their best life and they're trying to make every conversation they have with people meaningful, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going to bed at night and they're like hitting the pillow and they sleep really good because they feel like they've like done good with their day, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, what can we take away from people like that, you know? Like, I think the like one of the best examples is, I mean, like in in the Bible, like, when you're reading that and you're reading the word, you're kind of learning and reading about someone who lived like, you know, the greatest example of life that you right, could live. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, if you're going to talk about a, a successful, like entrepreneur, a successful person or someone <laughs> successful to like, brand. yeah, right. I mean, that's like, 
that's about as good as it gets, like over the test of time, through yeah, generation to generation. Lasts, like, so now that years, now man. I think about that, that just came like full circle. So maybe there's a really good reason to like tap into that. Yeah, more. yeah, hundred hmm. percent. A brand that lasts two thousand years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say that's pretty darn good. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Like, yeah, just having that having that perspective of like having that as an example of like um like you're saying like that positive outlook and that i was thinking about what you were saying the, earlier about the like um like uh like gratitude yeah like uh what was it practicing gratitude or something like that yeah like there's, gra- there's gratitude practices yeah. and like affirmation and stuff like that yeah right gratitude like, journals people will do that like hey this is when i'm you know, grateful for in my life, or mm-hmm. like these are the people I'm grateful for. These are the, like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm grateful for this hardship I went through to get here. Like mm-hmm. d- different forms of it. That's huge. That, that's like super huge in like the uh, one like reducing like a lot of anxiety. I think people are get so anxious because like they're they're constantly thinking of all the negative things that mm-hmm. are happening. It's like that's just like take a second and appreciate the good things because especially like in our culture, it's just like a lot of, it's just a lot of negativity. You get your news feed, Instagram, Facebook, like all that. And it's just Dude, all it's, this negative it's so, stuff. It's so overwhelming yeah. too. And I think we're kind of the first generation who it's coming like full circle mm-hmm. where like we have a constant ability to be able to consume or be surrounded by it mm-hmm. like you always have like you know your phones you always have tablets you always have your computers you always have tv you always have these different forms of stuff to consume and then a lot of the times like wherever you go mm-hmm. it's on in the background yeah you know yeah. what i mean so it's like you can kind of choose when to pick and consume certain things for sure mm-hmm. but to an extent like our generation like where we're going like sometimes it's even there when you're not choosing to like you know what i mean like you go to a restaurant or like wherever Mm -hmm. and maybe there's something on the tv about politics or Mm -hmm. you know some stuff that's going on and as much as that stuff can be important and should be important to an extent like it's also like draining when it's constantly just like this and this and this and like here's a mass shooting or like here's the you know what i mean like that stuff is like dude like takes a piece of your soul and like yeah. it just grabs on and almost doesn't want to give it back or like it tugs <laughs> yeah. on it and, like it's hard it's heavy that's yeah and like we're in that generation dude where like we grew up a little bit without it like mm-hmm. not as much as maybe our parents generation mm-hmm. but we you know i remember there's a there's a time where like i had a flip phone at mm-hmm. a relatively early age a flip phone is not a smartphone oh, it's absolutely. not an ipad <laughs> yeah. and you know i use it to to make calls or like if my parents you know were i'm gonna go hang out with my buddy like two mm-hmm. blocks down the road you know and they needed to call me to tell me to come home for dinner mm-hmm. or you know things like that and it's very yeah. different <laughs> yeah like and then when you have stuff on your phone now you have these apps and you have stuff and it's like can we send you notifications and you're constantly connected yeah. and it's like yeah. ding, 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 ding. and we're almost like conditioned to be able to like expect something or like I, like I guarantee there's probably like some kind of study out there where let's just say you know Bob who works at you know some 
I don't know, marketing agency or whatever. Mm-hmm. He uh, It's Friday at like 6 p.m. and he hears a ding and it's a familiar ding that tells him that he just got an email. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet it's like heart rate spikes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Or like you get anxious or it's like, man, like you're never able to like disconnect mm-hmm. and get away from that. So as much as there is like, like you're saying, like the negativity and all that, it's like we're just so connected to a point can be beneficial. Like hopefully like something like this is able yeah, to right. be you know, received in a way that someone gains value from it, Mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, when it's always there and it's Mm -hmm. always something you're grabbing onto or if you're surrounded by the stuff that is negative and it's just like it's there, it's like, Mm -hmm. gross. Yeah, sometimes you just got to take a step back. Just take a step back and breathe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Even even if like, like you're saying, like there's good stuff online, Mm -hmm. like podcasts, like I listen to a lot of podcasts. For sure. Um, And like- What are some of your favorites? Dude, uh, I've been into this this podcast called Mind Pump. Mind, yeah, I've yeah. Heard, yeah. And it's like these three trainers. They've been uh, they train people for like twenty plus years. Yeah, that's a good that's and, a good podcast. Uh, I can't remember. Like I, I know it. I think I've listened to some episodes. It's mm-hmm. just not one of like my core rotation. But yeah. that's that's a good podcast to listen to. That's that's like one that I've been like just uh, listening to all the time. Um, oh, there was. A, podcast that I, I had listened to for a while I can't think of it off the top of my head but that's the main one right yeah. now yeah and I'll find other things on YouTube yeah audiobooks are you, do, are you into that or you no, I mean, you got I, textbooks and stuff at this yeah, yeah I gotta read those I gotta read those textbooks but uh, I don't know anything that I can find that's like I, I like I have a, a this the way that I study is mm-hmm. that I like to just be immersed in it so that like it just is an everyday part of my life mm-hmm. because then I'll remember it better yep. and then I don't have to worry about it. So like that's why I love pairing like my personal training with uh, the PTA program yeah. because literally doing that, I'm immersed in it. Yep, and you can put different pieces of it into like use. Oh yeah, you know maybe even same day, or, like same week, or same, <laughs> exactly, same yeah. module or whatever you want to say. Uh-huh. And like when you put it into use, like it sticks. Oh yeah, yeah. Or you can see like you know practically you hear it. And you're like, man, that sounds like that would work really well for, you know, mm-hmm. gym. I'm going to try something like that for gym. We're going to try some isometrics. Right, yeah. You try it, and then maybe even in, like, in theory, you're like, dude, heck yeah. Like, his knee is like, like, this is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to get his knee stronger. His tendon's going to get stronger. And he's going to be able to lunge deeper. <laughs> right. And then, like, you try it. And, like, maybe it goes well. And, like, those are the instances. But also, like, shoot, I dosed it completely wrong. Yeah. And then oh, now, yeah. like, you know. Jim, Jim couldn't get up the stairs for the next two days. Yeah. So when he came back, you know, this week, he told me last week was not a good week. And it's because yeah. he was too sore. Exactly. Or like, you know, painful or something. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, like pairing it up. I like that. Oh, yeah. Like, and like just uh, we've been. You get a living. You get a yeah. living day to day. Yeah. So I try to find podcasts and things that kind of cool. do that. Um, but, yeah, that's the only one off the top of my head. Okay. So. Sweet. I'm all yeah. over the place. I got oh, yeah? all kinds of stuff I listen to. Nothing out of the, you know, I'm not special. I feel like I fall into this realm of what a lot of people like trendy are listening to. So, oh, I mean, like right. I went through my Huberman phase. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, that's uh, the one like, that I was listening Yeah, I mean, he's great. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong, but good. I would say I was listening to him a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So, maybe on the earlier side of some of that, like mm-hmm. as he was like just starting his podcast and like getting some stuff out mm-hmm. and like really starting to be more of like a public figure so yeah, like yeah. i really like his stuff and i listen to him mm-hmm. um like nick bear have you ever heard of him bpn sounds familiar he has bear performance nutrition it's like a supplement okay. um company okay yeah he okay. they're based out of like 
Texas. He's done all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's an ex like uh, ranger, army ranger. Okay. And hmm. he's dude. He's awesome. He's like a super inspirational guy. Nice. So like he has a really good podcast, which is cool. And he brings on a lot of good guests okay. too. And yeah. so he'll talk about um, it right now. Like he's recently been like more of a hybrid athlete, quote unquote. Okay. So you know he's done some really fast marathons. I think he ran a sub 240 marathon, which is, I don't know off the top of my head. And like, I kind of run and have been getting into it more, but like, I'm not a runner. Right. I mean, I want to say it's pretty close to like a six minute mile for the whole, the whole 26.2. So like he's ran fast and he's done Ironmans and he's also like done some like bodybuilding competitions and like, he's strong. Like he's, he's a beast. I think I think maybe one of my uh, one of my students uh, sent me his way. Yeah, I'll I'll, sh- I'll show yeah, you I'll yeah. show you like this for sure. But Absolutely. he's got he's got an awesome like little podcast that he does. And yeah. recently, he, he's very like organic and like mm-hmm. true to himself. And like even over the past like couple of years, he's like been even more true to himself, hmm. which allows him to express on his platform like who he is and like what he's mm-hmm. going through. But he talks mm-hmm. about the journey and like how they've basically built kind of from the ground up mm-hmm. out of his apartment and stuff. But like, dude, I love those kinds of things. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite type of content to consume hmm. because it's so relatable. Mm. I don't know if it's like because sometimes I need a break from how dense certain types of things that we are interested in can be, mm-hmm. right? So I mean like when you're, you're studying for an exam or you're mm-hmm. listening to like Huberman or you're listening to like mind pump and maybe they're talking about like different study. ways that they like, yeah, like a, <laughs> yeah. like a research study or like how they train someone uh-huh. or like, like you need to stop doing this. Like, you know, this is the most evidence-based way mm-hmm. to train for like plyometrics right. and you know, all that. It's like, it's, it's like intense. Like you could sit there and like journal and like, like, you know, on your phone or whatever. Yeah. Or like, you know, rewind, 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 you know, 15 seconds at a time. You're like, I gotta listen to that again. Like I've done that. Sometimes I just like, listening to real people talk and you're like hey like as cool as he looks on instagram or social media or as successful as he is or Mm -hmm. she is or their brand is like at the end of the day they're also like people so i like hearing that and it makes me sort of like get invested into them which Mm -hmm. sounds weird saying that no it makes sense like that's how people get excited about someone's like mission and purpose too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, why do you always buy from this supplement company? Like Brandon? So like Brandon loves Axe and Sledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? And like, dude, he's like an Axe and Sledge junkie. <laughs> but like he likes who they are and what they stand for and their right. products and like the the people. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that he like enjoys. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, he's consuming their content, he's consuming their products and he's getting results and you know, all of this, this and this. And then he's telling someone else about it and then maybe they, you know, look more into it. But right. like, you know, like he's not, like that's why he's loyal to them because he's found passion in who they are, like, you know, enjoys them as, as, as a person or mm-hmm. a brand or a people, you know. And they put out good stuff as well too. So they have quality behind it. So that mm-hmm. like gives someone that investment. Yeah. And so like, I find myself doing that now a lot too, where I will listen to these people and like, I just want to hear like who they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and as much as I love listening to, you know, let's just, I'm going to try and think of something off the top of my head. Like, um, there's different like prep podcasts out there for different mm-hmm. types of like studying. So like when you go to take your mm-hmm. boards, like I guarantee, I don't know this for like PTA, but for like 
the NPTE, which is like the National mm -hmm. Physical Therapy Examination. Like there's people who have made a living by basically curating podcasts chunked into like into concepts of studying mm -hmm. and like, you know what I mean? And like you can consume that and maybe it's, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of a chunk. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, we're gonna talk about, um, let's say adhesive capsulitis, which mm -hmm. is frozen shoulder, right? And then you're gonna listen to this 10 to 15 minute chunk on that and it's gonna talk to you about like, hey, this is the most common like signs or symptoms that you're gonna mm -hmm. get. This is the most, you know, probable like demographics for the people who are gonna experience this. Mm -hmm. So you can build out this like differential diagnosis list. Mm -hmm. I know some of that like differs between like what, you know, you and I would do in the clinical setting just mm -hmm. because of like who we are and stuff. Things, dude, yeah. but like, dude, I tell you what, it's like it's so cool like you can consume all that information but it's just like dense too yeah so like hearing something on the opposite end of the spectrum right and that's easier to listen to like <laughs> i like that too <laughs> but yeah yeah podcaster mm -hmm. yeah it's like banging so i mean like this stuff yeah right great. yeah yeah that's what that's super cool like what i wanted with this podcast was like i noticed like as a coach myself teaching like a class right you get one side of your coach mm -hmm. whenever they're like coaching you, but you don't really get like the human like side. Yeah. You still kind of get that with them because like you have to build rapport as a coach. Right. But like there's, you're not like necessarily sitting there talking about like your own life, but you're, you're, because if you're a good coach, you should probably be asking more questions than like you your, should, your answer. You should probably be, yeah, listening right. more listening, than, yeah. Yeah, what, like what you're talking. You're like encouraging people to, excuse me, talk about themselves. Yeah. You know, and hear about their day. And yeah, exactly. As long as you can keep them focused on the, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, hey, we, we still got to get through these these squats. You know, mm -hmm. we still got to get through this. So mm -hmm. that's hard to balance sometimes. Oh, 100%. But, <laughs> it's like, yeah. wait, it's been three minutes. Get back. Dude, but so that's, so this is, you know, like, I don't want to derail you. Oh, like, good. especially if there's like an agenda um, or yeah. things that you wanted to ask or go through today. But, just like chill. that's another super super cool thing um that like when you get clinical experience you'll come mm -hmm. to appreciate as well too uh a lot of people just part of the the rehab process we'll call it is just as much them being able to feel comfortable like you said mm -hmm. building rapport than it is like having a pretty you know yeah bulletproof like you know badass like rehab protocol right and like yeah. plan in place mm -hmm. because if they don't trust you or they don't feel like they can you know hang out with you or talk with you mm -hmm. they're not going to let down their walls or maybe they won't come back or yeah. you know what i mean so it's like you could be the best of the best but if you can't talk with someone and make them feel comfortable then dude yeah dude what's it matter yeah. like how are you going to get your point across yeah like you could you know and, and that goes to the other end of the spectrum too is like you know not everybody can be the best mm -hmm. and this is how i feel sometimes it's like it's like, dude, like, oh, I look back on something, I'm like, man, Luke was like, dude, he crushed that. Mm -hmm. And then I had something similar, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I was like, I feel like I sucked. Dude, and, yeah. And, you know, yeah. And then, but, like, but maybe I was at least able to make the person feel comfortable in front of me. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they can come back the next session. The next session, like, I'm going to have it dialed in, and we're going to, like, I'm going to do something better. Mm -hmm. Or maybe for them, like, they, they come in, and, like, this happens, too. Like they just, they just need to unload mm -hmm. and it's just like verbal, like whatever is coming out. It's like, they've had a bad day at work and they've had this and they've had this and they've had this and then voila. Yeah. Like that is related to their pain experience. So that's part of the rehab process too. Yeah. Like you can make someone's knee pain better or like low back pain that's been chronic mm -hmm. by letting them like talk to you about, 
you know, their, their, their job that they're not super, you know, in love with. Yeah. So let's say they come in on a Thursday and it's been a long week and you're doing some soft tissue work on them or something. And then they get mm-hmm. to just sit there and talk to you for 20 minutes. And then they sit up and they're like, dude, I feel incredible. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's awesome. I, I'm sure it does feel good, but like it also would have been cool if we could have did some, some Jefferson <laughs> curls out there, or some you know some like uh-huh. some like planks or you know whatever. I'm just throwing things out. Mm-hmm. But for them, like part of the experience was like getting rid of like whatever yeah. was like on you know like holding them down. Absolutely. That baggage. So that's huge. Like uh, I even find it with like my clients. It's like not only not only am I there to like just train them like. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's so many aspects to like training people and even like doing physical therapy with people mm-hmm. where like you have to you have to like take in the whole person. You can't yep. just you can't just separate. Oh, yeah. This is the physical aspect. This is the the mental aspect. <laughs> like this is the emotional aspect. Yeah. It's like no, like you're encountering a whole person and for like personal training, like their performance is like based a lot on mm-hmm. how they are emotionally like just yeah. like you're saying with like pain it the more stressed you are the more pain you're gonna feel yep. like that's just yeah yeah i saw this funny uh like skit that yeah. like some i think he was a pt or maybe he was like a performance kind of chiro or something mm-hmm. like that chiropractor but he was doing this skit on instagram and basically like one of the big things in like rehab is you know, if you're if you're evidence based, there's a there's a big camp or population of people that are very much like anti manual therapy. Really, to an extent, yes, because hmm. it's it's part. In my opinion, part of it. I can't talk. In my opinion, part of it is hard to prove mm-hmm. in randomized controlled trials and all these different types of very very controlled scientific yeah. settings, because, like. In my opinion, like if you put your hand on someone and you have good intentions, whether you're mobilizing a joint or you're doing something, like you are creating an experience and sometimes people can just like, there's something that happens there, right? Yeah. And some of that might not ever be able to be quote unquote explained scientifically, yeah, right? Because like I think- measure. Yeah be, yeah, be measurable to be able to com- compare to, mm-hmm. you know, the other uh, like independent variable or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically there's this camp of people that are very like anti-manual therapy and they're like, mm-hmm. no, 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 we know. It's all about like the biopsychosocial approach and like it's talking about pain and it's talking about the experience and we know mm-hmm. exercise is better than manual therapy. And if you're only doing manual therapy, like you're, you're doing a disservice and like that's not how people get better, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, and like to an extent, there's some truth there, right? But I think like, the, and there's a lot of support coming out of it too where it's like, it's a combined approach. Yes. So it's very yeah. much like you need to probably do some manual therapies, which is soft tissue, you know, if you want to talk about cupping, like there's stuff that's not as well supported in the mm-hmm. literature, truthfully, and that's just how it is. But there's also stuff like if you combine that and create an experience, like you're going to get this end product, this end goal mm-hmm. that is like, you know, better than each independent thing yes. by themselves. Oh yeah. So long story short, this dude's doing this skit and he's more so talking about like, Hey, this is what I do. And he's like interviewing for like a professional sports team. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, you're talking athletes mm-hmm. at the highest level who are a hundred percent dialed in on their training, their nutrition, mm-hmm. their recovery, like all these things. 
and the dudes he's acting as like the interviewer right so like you know the the coach or the gm or someone he's like he's like hey so you know mike what makes you feel qualified to be able to come in here and like you know like how do you feel like you're going to be able to add value to our team and help our athletes you know like recover and perform better so you know you do like soft tissue or like different things like this he's like and the guy he goes you know goes back to him he's like no 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 he goes he goes it's all about exercise and the biopsychosocial approach. And he goes, I need to talk to people about their experience and about the pain or about the rehab and then just exercise them. We know that that makes them better. Like we know that that makes them, you know, the best, that that, that gives them the best outcomes. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, he goes, but we already have a strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> and he goes, no, 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 I promise it's different. It's this and this. And I promise if you just give me the opportunity, we'll be able to do that. And then he goes, he's like, ah, he's like, well, like, you know, we have strength conditioning coach. Like, they're already exercising. He, and then he's like, so, so he's like, so what else, like, what else do you do or something like that? And you know, I don't know. He's like, so would you be okay if we, like, hired a chiropractor or we hired a massage therapist to do the other stuff that you don't want to do? And he's like, no, 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 no. He goes, I'm kind of like, he's like, I don't get along with those kinds of people. He goes, I kind of just, like, run my own ship. He's like, I really just like doing the things that I like to do, which is, you know, like exercise and you know, telling people like how they should, you know, they just need to be mindful about it and that's, know and understand. Really and, yeah, it was basically this skit when he's just like, you're kind of like scratching your head and you're thinking about it. And it's like, dude, that's kind of how some people are in like the camp. Like if you get so evidence-based or like so into it, like you're neglecting the reality of certain things. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like if you have good intentions or like, you know, manual therapy, it's like it has a time and a place mm-hmm. or there's other things that can impact someone's experience and you know the the process of rehabilitation outside of like just what's evidence-based and there's some people like you'll run into this too there's some people they're like that's sort of who they are and that's their Mm -hmm. mindset Mm -hmm. and um, they gravitate towards that stuff and that's cool and they're probably going to be able to help people as well Mm -hmm. Um, and there's also going to be like clients or patients that you interact with who sort of like that stuff Mm. There's like, dude, like if that's like the manual therapy doesn't work, like let's just do the exercise. Mm. And so they'll gravitate towards someone who kind of like fits their needs. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's interesting, but like it just makes me laugh because I don't know, like there's, there's so many avenues of like how to help someone mm-hmm. and like how to help, help people. Oh yeah. So like when you're talking about training clients, it's like, hey, you know, let them talk. You know, let it like give them the direction to work through these exercises and whatnot. But like, you want to be listening and you want to like mm-hmm. just just be like a human, just like be like a good person to them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, like as long as you have, you know, good direction in mind and a good program, and you're not doing someone a disservice by any means, like they're gonna see results. Yeah. That stuff's gonna compound, man. It's only gonna strengthen like your relationship that allows you to have more leverage towards the things that you think might be beneficial or influential in the future 100%. so it's like if you know you want to like help someone they need to just do more exercise mm-hmm. like right now it's like maybe you're just you're just weaning them towards that or you're mm-hmm. building the trust so that you can get them to to kind of go towards it mm-hmm. so yeah it's cool yeah that's like like i've had uh I had a few clients for like almost the whole year of, of me okay training so, people and uh like I've, I've seen that it's like i've built this rapport with them and they trust, they trust my judgment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's, that's huge. Like I, in the beginning, I was like, oh, I have to know everything. I have to be the best. I have to know all of these different things. I have to know everything about periodization. I have to know everything about like all these different kinds of exercises. 
And I was like, but I just don't. Yeah. So I must not be a good trainer. And, uh, and then it, and it's like, it gets in your head. Yeah. 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 It does. And then like, you just gotta, it's more about, and this is something I learned from Will is that if you like, people are going to go to the people that like they want, mm-hmm. you can be, you can be like not a very good trainer at all. But if you're really good with people, if they like you, if they like you, they will come to you for yeah. training. Yeah, um, it's true. And I don't think that's an argument to be a bad trainer. <laughs> right. But, right. But like, there's some reality to it. Yeah. It's like yeah. there's so much to be said about just being a person, like you're mm-hmm. saying. There's so much to that. Yeah. One of the big things that we talk about at Training Nation, like especially more like the insides, when we're talking like clinician to clinician, you know, mm-hmm. PT to PT, and then also like we have uh, Caleb, who's amazing. And honestly, he'd be cool to have uh, if you know Caleb at all. Mm-hmm. I've seen him on the Instagram. Yeah, he would, he'd come in. He'd be an awesome guest to have on too. He's okay. super super amazing, like super mind. smart guy, easy to talk to, and like mm-hmm. he he would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, he, he's a Cairo. But anyways, like when we're kind of in house talking too, it's like one of our you know, basically number one things is like treat people like people, mm-hmm. treat a person like a per- person before they're you know whatever, or before it's about you know like you know hey, there's money associated with things, right? They're like there's all these logistics mm-hmm. that factor into it. But like treat a person like a person. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's like huge on our like core values. And I think it just speaks to what you're trying to put out into the world. And you know, if you do those kinds of things, like the other stuff will follow. Oh. So whether it's like, hey, yeah, you want to be successful because in a world where we have expensive bills and you know, we have a cost of living and all this stuff, there are things that have to be paid and there is money that has to be made mm-hmm. but like as long as you're, you're doing your job or you know you're doing your things and you're putting out good energy into the world and you know you're trying to maybe like let your light shine so that others can kind of see like who you are as a person mm-hmm. for an example mm-hmm. right and like let that kind of embody like who you are and like the other stuff follows oh yeah and it just like it comes and it'll come naturally too oh yeah it doesn't mean there's not gonna be hardships and stuff but yeah yeah and it doesn't mean it's like you were saying earlier like it still takes effort on your part mm-hmm. like you you can you can be a positive person all you want but like you also have to like take the initiative to yep. learn and and even learning how like to like communicate with people and, and make them feel comfortable whenever yeah. they come to you like that's still a learning curve too like yeah there's a learning curve to that for it's, sure yeah yeah, that was one of the, that's probably one of the hardest things in, like, your first year of practice, in my opinion, like, reflecting back, like, your mm-hmm. first year of practice um, as, a, as a provider, as a mm-hmm. clinician, is going to be more about how you communicate with people mm-hmm. than it is, like, how good or bad you are at, like, what you're doing. Even though your intention is never to be bad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're still, like, you've got to learn, uh-huh. right? So, like, you're going to have, like, you're going to screw up. You're going to make mistakes. But it's like, how do you bounce back from that? But mm-hmm. also, it's like, how are you communicating with someone in the process while that happens? Oh, yeah. So, and also, how are you communicating with yourself as you go through those trials? Mm-hmm. Because, like, you're probably, and, like, I mean, I experience it all the time, probably weekly, maybe daily. It used to feel like daily for sure. Mm-hmm. But like imposter syndrome, oh, right? Yeah. Where you're yeah. like getting in your head and you're being so self-critical. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, how are you communicating with yourself about what you're going through? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's easy to 
to be your own worst critic and to oh, beat yeah. yourself up and to hold yourself to these standards. And sometimes this even goes back to like how much we can consume now. Mm-hmm. When you can consume from all these great minds or like what you see on social media, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the cream of the crop. You know, like mm-hmm. this person's life is fine and dandy and they're really freaking smart and they're like, <laughs> they're awesome. And like, man, look, they have all these success stories with their mm-hmm. clients or like, you know, they're rehabbing all these people and they're all getting back to sport and you know, whatever you want to say. But it's like, it makes you kind of feel like yourself like, Psh. well, I tell you what, like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have that today. Like, you know, like <laughs> right. this, per- this person is like, you know, and they live in California. So mm-hmm. it's always, you know, 70 and sunny and it doesn't rain there. And I live in Ohio and it's dreary. <laughs> so when I have a bad day and it's, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, the crappy, cloudy, gray overcast, mm-hmm. it only even makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like you just start getting in your head about these things. And, Straight facts. Yeah, dude. Communication is huge. So like oh, yeah. being able to like work through that like in your first year of practice man like i mean i think you'll be great because like you're a super personable person from like the time that i've been able to like hang out with you and chat with you and even to see you in here like working with your your clientele and stuff Mm -hmm. man so and i'm sure like you like knowing what you've accomplished in taekwondo even from like a small perspective on the outside Mm -hmm. looking in like i said earlier i don't know what it all entails Mm -hmm. i know it's a lot of hard work and i know it's something that you've been on the journey of doing since you were you know just like a little guy probably, right? When you started Taekwondo. Yeah, like 10 years old, yeah. 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 So like, I mean that, to stick with something with that consistency and continue to like move the needle mm-hmm. kind of tells you something about a person, mm. you know? So like that probably speaks to who you are and your character and mm. what integrity you're gonna take elsewhere mm. in the other avenues that you choose to pursue. So, like, I, I mean, dude, I feel like, yeah, you'll, you'll have great success with it, but you got to be kind to yourself, too, mm. at the same time. 100%. Because everybody's their own worst critic, I think. And if you're not, then maybe we do need to take time to reflect and think about what we can do better. Because that's how you have that growth mindset. Cause yeah. Can't always do everything perfect, right? Yeah. But you also don't beat yourself up. So, yeah. And I try to like teach myself balance. that, too. And I've mm-hmm. heard that from a lot of good podcasts and mentors and mm-hmm. more so mentors um, going through some of the like education and stuff that yeah. I did like through PT school and then like I did, res- I did a residency after I graduated as well and mm-hmm. like and I worked in like another clinic after that for another year before I came up back up this way mm-hmm. um, kind of where we're at now so mm-hmm. I was gonna ask yeah. you how do you how do you get like into physical therapy like what was your undergrad in and then like what got you into physical therapy yeah so Basically, like if we're going to be honest and true, which I think is important to say, I kind of grew up, um, I kind of have a cheesy story of like, hey, I was hurt and all this stuff, right? But I was like always hurt growing up. I don't know why. I don't know if that was like for a reason. Felt like I was a pretty athletic person growing up. Um, but I always had nagging injuries or broken bones from the time I was like nine or 10 years old hmm. all the way through like high school and stuff. Dang. Um, so I had done rehab and PT multiple times. The biggest one I had elbow reconstruction, Tommy John surgery yeah, when yeah. I was in high school. So tore, tore my UCL full thickness tear. And that was like my big, just like, you know, moment yeah. where I remember I was, um, I tore it in wrestling. So I wrestled, oh, growing yeah, up, yeah. but I originally heard it multiple times in uh, baseball. Mm-hmm. So I think I had some damage to the ligament itself but I also had an associated like bony injury, mm-hmm. like some my medial epicondyle, that little bump on the inside kind of like fractured off. Oh, so really? from like throwing, 
and it was more of like an avulsion fracture or what they call like little leaguer's elbow mm -hmm. and that kind of happened multiple times and then I blew it out in wrestling is when I really knew but I remember I was um, like 15 I think or maybe maybe 16 and I got like my parents got the call after we had the MRI and they're like yep yeah, like full thickness Terry like you know if he wants to continue to do baseball or other sports like he's probably gonna need to have surgery and like dude mm -hmm. I you know cried yeah I like felt devastating mm -hmm. so you know it was like man you know that's a long process and was able to like deal with that I think pretty pretty well mm -hmm. you know like for being a 16 year old like I had a lot of other good things going on in my life so I can't say it was like the worst thing in the world mm -hmm. um, but that was like my big exposure to, to PT and rehab because okay. it's a super long process you know it's you're talking 12 to 18 months probably mm -hmm. like a lot of times like ACL reconstruction which people hear about which is very common like it's long it's gruesome mm -hmm. people are returning to sport around like 10 to 12 months typically. Tommy John's probably closer to like 12 months, I would say. Mm -hmm. But then they even say that 12 to 24 month process is really like you're still probably working on like gaining velocity mm -hmm. and you're still working on like trying not to be like sore mm -hmm. and whatnot. So, like, I, you know, I was learning about all this stuff. So, I was in PT for, you know, months and months and months. That was like my big exposure. Mm -hmm. um, and really, I thought about like going into physical therapy then, hmm. but I also enjoyed like math and science and you know, like I had good grades growing up and when I was in school and mm -hmm. like it's, it's so hard. It's like, man, what do you want to do with your life? So I like had all these different thoughts, mm -hmm. right? I graduated eighth grade, my, my eighth grade graduation, like you kind of like put your picture up on the screen when you're doing your walkthrough. It's like, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up or whatever, right? And I either put a pharmacist or like an orthodontist and I couldn't remember. Oh, really? Yeah. So like I went, you know, had all these thoughts and stuff and I wanted to be like either an orthodontist, I wanted to be a pharmacist, a physical therapist, or like a PA, a physician assistant. Mm -hmm. Those were kind of like my four things that I thought I wanted to do growing up. Mm -hmm. um, and growing up in Northwest Ohio, Finley was nearby, mm -hmm. um, and there was also another school called Ohio Northern University, mm -hmm. uh, which is in Ada, and that's like, lo like local to me. Um, you know, they're in the same like sports conference for our high school teams. Oh, okay. So like they had good pharmacy programs, mm -hmm. and one of my best friends growing up, his dad was a pharmacist, mm -hmm. and like we kind of joked to each other, we were always gonna be. His name's Austin. We always were like, dude. Like we're both gonna go to pharmacy school mm -hmm. and we're gonna be roommates at Ohio Northern where your dad <laughs> went to pharmacy school uh -huh. and it's gonna be awesome. We're just gonna like continue to be best buddies and like, you know, we're gonna be pharmacists and like do all this stuff. And we're just gonna like do the journey. Mm -hmm. um, and so I actually was like, you know, weighing my options and I applied to pharmacy school and that's, that's all I applied for. So mm -hmm. I applied to Ohio Northern and then Finley had a program as well. So they do a zero to six, which is like, hey, you come in straight out of high school and if you get a C, like, you know, when they offer it to you, all you have to do is like get the grades and then you graduate with your PharmD or like your, your pharmacy degree in mm. six years. Oh, you don't have to okay. do X amount of years and then apply to get in. It's like they're taking you on good merit and basically like having you do like in-person like in -person interviews and stuff like that to be able wow. to get a seat in the program. Yeah. So I applied to Finley and Ohio Northern and I was accepted into both. Mm. For some reason I felt like, like I was called on my like life to go to Finley mm -hmm. even though my best friend also 
got accepted to Ohio Northern and we were basically like on track to like, mm-hmm. you know, fulfill this like kind of running joke, but uh-huh. we were also serious about it for, you know, a couple years. Right. So he went to Ohio Northern for pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my, my other best friend from school named Kurt, uh, like I went to the public school and then we also had like a private mm-hmm. um, Catholic school as well too. So like I had a kind of like one of my best buddies from each school. Yeah, they yeah. both went to Ohio Northern, which is crazy. <laughs> so my best friends went to school like, so all my familiarity, mm-hmm. right? And I, like, left this path for some reason that I, like, was, like, it was, it all fell into place. Like, I was accepted, and, like, this was kind of, like, what we were talking about doing. Mm-hmm. I felt called to go to Finley. So I went to Finley for um, their, like, PharmD program, or, like, mm-hmm. pharmacy program. Mm-hmm. And I met my wife, who, Kirsten, and she's a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. So I met her in the program, and then also, like, we did, like, Res Life. And stuff which is like like ra like for people who live on campus oh, yeah, like yeah, a resident yeah. assistant and like resident directors and like all that stuff so like i was able to really get to know her and like a couple of my other good buddies from there mm-hmm. um but yeah so i went to finley and then didn't have i didn't know anybody from my class who went to finley like, i didn't have a single person in my grade from my school mm-hmm. who went to that university Dang. so i just went in new place like you know i'm personable i can make friends and like that's fine I had a random roommate he was a good dude but like, just felt for some reason called to go to go to Finley, hmm. um, and like speeding up that process. I know this is kind of a long-winded answer to like, hey, like, how did you come about this? Nah, I was good. like, might as well like, I'm gonna give you all the yeah, yeah. bits and pieces. That's what we're here for. <laughs> so yeah, I you know went to Finley the first like year of school. I would say compared to the experience I had growing up in school was completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, finding yourself, living on your own, doing these different things, uh, partied a little bit, I'll be honest, right? Like, I'm not ashamed of that, but like looking back, like, you know, I had some fun. Mm-hmm. And like in that time, I also, for some reason, I really was like, eh, like school's whatever. Like, but I also, could have very much applied myself better mm. okay and i say this not to be this is just me being transparent like still got good grades mm-hmm. still like you know like it just wasn't as good as i probably could have or i didn't mm. hold myself to the standard that i did previously so i'm going through this and working through the pharmacy program it's good classes are going well i'm passing classes i'm still doing good lots of a's lots of you know b's which were foreign to me at the time but <laughs> getting used to it yeah. um a c got a c that was weird mm. um and you know, I'm going through the stuff. I'm just like, I mean, like this is what it is. You know, you have to apply yourself more so than others in certain topics. Yeah, but right. uh, come around second year, uh, into my first semester back as a sophomore in college. So I'm like year and a half into the program. I started working at like a Rite Aid mm-hmm. as like a pharmacy tech, like mm-hmm. technician, just getting like more exposure to the field. Dude, I hated it. Yeah, hated. It. I love people. I love the people I worked with. I always try mm-hmm. to be a good person and like you know, have positive impact, but like I was in a pharmacy and I was like counting pills and mm-hmm. like, you know, putting them in bottles. And I remember like vividly being so anxious and nervous to like go up to like the little like intercom thing. Like when people go through the drive-through mm-hmm. and, being like, <clears throat> and being like, what's your date of birth? And then like say it, but you can't hear them. <laughs> and so you gotta ask them like three times in a row and like you still can't hear them. And then you get oh, wow. even more nervous yeah. and you're just like, now all you're thinking about is how you can't hear them and they're still telling you yeah. and then they just get all pissed off and you're just like, I'm so sorry. Give me like, one more time. And so like just in general, like, I mean, it was, it was good. It wasn't yeah. like that. It wasn't that stressful, but I just realized that like 
it just didn't feel like it was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, like I had, I had started dating my wife like sophomore year of college, and she, she's a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, like that was my taste of quote unquote pharmacy. But I had shadowed like, and I've seen it in other places too. And mm-hmm. I think there potentially would have been a place for me somewhere in different types of settings, different types of pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Like I just really felt like it just wasn't for me, and I had a hard time kind of like coming to that understanding, like mm-hmm. coping with it, I guess, because. I was like, well, man, I like, you know, I put in all this work to try and get here and I like got this seat into the program mm-hmm. and it's just hard when you're like 19 years old yeah, and you're like, like it feels like it's the end of the world. Like if it doesn't feel like it's right, yeah. but it's, I mean, that's so far from the truth, right? Like you're 19, like you mm-hmm. could, you could mess up tenfold. You could be like 35 and still like, I mean, that's like young to an extent, right? Like, right. I mean, yeah. like it's never, never too late. You know, people are, um, you know, making making a name for themselves or fi- fulfilling their, their purpose when they're 50, 60, 70 sometimes. So right. basically found, you know, like all this internal struggle and I was like, dude, I don't think I want to do this. Mm. So I dropped out of the program and at that point there was just a lot of like prerequisites and stuff and whatever. I was like in the health field. Mm-hmm. So basically I'm in health sciences. And then I, they also had a physical therapy program there, which mm-hmm. was a three plus three at Finley. So three years undergrad, and then you can get in straight oh, yeah. three years to okay. grad school. Um, so I kind of was like, hey, I think I'm going to like shift shift gears and focus towards this. And, um, dude, I mean, like the rest was history from there. Like, you know, there's still, it was still troubling, 